there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey, Java Junkies, welcome to another episode of Time for Coffee. I hope you're ready for another caffeinated career conversation because today I'm speaking with Ambassador Rick Barton, who currently teaches at the Woodrow Wilson School at Princeton University, where he serves as the co-director of Princeton's Scholars in the Nation Service Initiative and the Ullman Fellowships. Rick, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? (laughs) I, I mostly use water, but I'm ready to go. Awesome. Let us jump right into it. So, What entry-level jobs are available to young people who are eager to break into the field of international development, diplomacy, international affairs? Probably the biggest chunk of jobs happen to be in the nonprofit field, what we call the non-governmental organizations. And they tend to call upon young people. They love interns. They are a good place to get your first experience. And you can look for those that do humanitarian work, economic development work, sustainable development, or human rights. Those are three areas that get a lot of uh, creative. There are a lot of opportunities. Many of them are overseas as well. Terrific. What is a useful skill or skills that you've looked for in the people that you've hired in those sort of entry-level positions over the years? Well, it's great to be able to write, communicate. If you're not a great writer, make sure that you have some other way of getting your message across. I think curiosity and being acquisitive of what's going on and and, and trying to figure out what's going on, those are qualities that I look for. And then I'm also really interested in people that that follow politics because I tend to work on the political crises of a place. And so I want to see people that are either curious about their school committee races or a congressional race or just understand that there's a competition going on out there and it happens to be repeated almost everywhere on earth in one form or another, even if they don't have a democracy. Is someone's major in school a deciding factor to get into these fields? I think it is for some people because they look for you to have a knowledge about a part of the world, perhaps. They might want to see whether you're willing to work on Africa or Asia. So that can be one way that you can show your your curiosity. Obviously, language is a very uh, tradable commodity if you have second and third languages. That's important. If you've traveled or are comfortable in another place, that matters. But I don't think the major, whether it's political science or economics or sociology, I would probably be looking for a sociologist many times more than necessarily an economist or because I want the more holistic blend than subject expertise. At this age and stage, I'm not really looking for experts. So that would probably be where I'd go. I think this question has more to do with people who, as they're advancing in their careers, how important is it to have a graduate degree? A graduate degree really works for the United Nations. It's almost a requirement because you're competing against a globe of talent. And so they tend to have upgraded. The State Department is not actually that full of people that have graduate degrees. But AID tends to have more people that are PhDs, or that was their tra- the tradition. And also, many people who come out of the Peace Corps or have shown some prior experience overseas. 
those tend to be some of the signs. So it sounds like it depends which agency you go into. I think it does because people tend to hire people that look like themselves. That's not a that's not a strength of many organizations. In fact, I think it's a weakness. What about life experiences? From your standpoint, what are the most useful? You've already alluded to the languages and travel. A lot of the work that I've been involved in is problem solving. It's very exotic problem solving because it's war and peace, it's people killing their neighbors. So that's hopefully you haven't had a lot of practice in, in that area. That's a little bit like being a bullfighter. No bullfighters ever get to practice killing a bull. It's too expensive, but they can do the cape work. They can do other things on their own. So I think that, that basically the best thing you can do is get some, some international experiences, really get to see the world in some form or another and see if you're comfortable in that kind of a city. There are many, many people who just find it, they might find it exotic, but they find it dangerous or threatening. And that's a pretty good signal that you shouldn't be in that setting. What is the best part for you of being in this line of work? It's really the chance to make a difference. And so many of us want to make a contribution to a better world. And so I've developed my own personal mission, which is advancing peaceful democratic change. And each each word means quite a bit to me, and particularly the first word, advancing, because or to advance, because it speaks to certain modesty and humility and that will you actually be able to do that. But if you can just move things forward a little bit, you've made quite a contribution. You haven't necessarily delivered world peace, but you're making a contribution. So I think that, and, the, and then the, just the total humanity of this work, that I'm constantly in touch with people who have very real problems, and I'm there to be of help to them in solving their own problem. So not in taking it over, not in being some kind of a, a, a guru, but in being helpful. So all of that gives me a great sense of satisfaction. And and uh, and, I, and I don't feel like I'm, I'm an observer on, in the world. I'm much more of a participant. And that was a trade-off I made between going into journalism and going into the work that I did, that I just thought I'd rather be doing the work than getting other people to tell me about how they're doing it. So the flip side, the other side of the coin, what is the downside? What's the part of these professions that really suck? Well, it can be really frustrating because you don't succeed that often. So you have to be willing to be like, almost like a good baseball player. If he gets a hit every one out of every three or four times, he's probably going to be a great success. And this rate might be even lower. But the other frustration is that you're oftentimes working inside of big bureaucracies. And so you better have an appetite and a real curiosity about these large institutions. We're going to get into that more in the longer Time for Coffee podcast. But so this is a relatively new question that I'm asking people, and that is what movie, if any, or fiction book that you're aware of accurately depict these professions? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've, there have been a fair number of books, of movies of late that have tried to capture the work of people in the field or in war-torn places, Angelina Jolie and and other major figures have either made movies or starred in them. And I think they've all been pretty good. A book doesn't jump out at me. I tend to look, when I'm going to a place, I tend to look for novels of the place. And so something like Anil's Ghost, which is about Sri Lanka, before I took one of my Princeton graduate seminars there for two weeks, I had everybody read that. And <clears throat> that really just so expanded our understanding. 
understanding beyond the history and the policy and, and the background papers and the Wikipedia. And so I tend to I tend to look more there. I guess I'd have to recommend that people read my book, Peace Works, if they want to get a feeling for the actual work. Absolutely. And we will be talking about that <laughs> in our longer interview. And then a final... Shameless, a shameless plug for and, the job. And, and way to go. You got to keep doing that. <laughs> final time for coffee, espresso shot here. What would people be surprised to learn about your professions? And I say professions because you've worked mm. in both the field of international development and diplomacy. This shouldn't be a surprise, but there's really a team sport and it starts the key members of the team are the people of the country themselves it's not about the united states it's not about you it's not about you bringing money or great experience and having seen many of these things. it's about really listening to them and making sure that you are responsive to what you hear as opposed to what you think their problem is and so it's not that exotic or that different than probably doing domestic work, but you just have to, oftentimes you work in a different language and in a place you've never been. So I would just say be open to that as a core necessity and really give into it. Don't try to shape it too much. Ambassador Rick Barton, thank you so much for making time to have coffee with me and the Java Junkie community today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.